0: Blue Wire. NBA most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Oh. Giannis Two seconds.
1: Hey there! Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, and I am joined, as always, by the dapper Rohan Kadi, freshly sheared. Rohan, how's it going?
2: Freshly sheared—that's that's nice words. Uh, I did get a haircut finally. Uh, funny enough, there there when I was getting a haircut, uh, there was an older lady who was getting a haircut as well at the same place. And then after she's done, she comes up to me. I was like, everyone's wearing masks and everything. Please stay safe, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, I can't believe you got your gorgeous curls chopped off. It still looks good now. But I was like, oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's nothing you want to hear less after a haircut than, Oh, I can't believe you did that. But that, that was nice of her.
2: Yes. But actual basketball things are happening today, Ty. Today was the NBA's trade deadline. All, trans- or all trades are done no more can come through we've uh we're recording this around two and a half hours after the deadline so there's no more trades coming through it's all done it's all over the only things that can happen now are buyouts and you know people getting signed for minimum contracts 10-day contracts all of the big trades are done finito
1: yeah um the bucks did not trade for anyone today i think I don't know what I guess I want to ask you this question. I haven't really thought about it that much. What what percent chance did you think that there was the Bucks did trade for someone today? Because like we floated around a bunch of names that were options for like Karuk's to go somewhere. But I guess I, I don't know if I I don't know if I expected that to happen. I would say probably sixty percent chance I thought they traded Karuk somewhere just to get rid of him. But I'm not overly surprised that they didn't pull the trigger on anything.
2: Yeah, if anything, probably like a 10% chance going in. I was not expecting anything really to happen from Milwaukee's perspective, considering they already made their big move in acquiring P.J. Tucker. Was that last week, two weeks ago? Yeah, it was last, last week?
1: week. That was like a week really? ago about today. Yeah, it's crazy, huh. right? Time flies. <laughs> um, it really does.
2: But yeah, they they've used all of their really... They used their big move, and that was done. It was P.J. Tucker. So I, w- I really wasn't expecting anything. Like you said, maybe a Kuruks trade, but that didn't happen. It didn't materialize.
1: You know, I almost at one point, like an hour before the deadline, I started to think, like, maybe they will. Because I feel like John Horst has just blindsided us so many times recently, but they don't. They don't do anything. I think the biggest news of trade deadline day was a non-trade. Kyle Lowry, after much ado last night and – Tearfully waving goodbye to Raptors Nation, the North, although they play in the South right now, but I digress. Not traded. The Raptors hold on to him. They do trade Norm Powell blissfully out of the conference to Portland. Norm Powell now at most twice a year gonna be playing the Bucs. I don't they have both games left this year or just one game because it's a shortened schedule. I don't know, but I have no idea. They're (laughs) not gonna see Norm Powell in the playoffs, which I think is uh is probably a relief to a lot of Bucks fans. But there were some trades done. I want to bounce through those. I think probably starting with the ones most important, i.e. the ones made by other good Eastern Conference teams. But first, what was your reaction to the, the Lowry non-event?
2: I actually thought there was a better chance of this happening than there was a chance of him getting traded. Because I feel like Toronto's asking price was going to be
1: way too high. It really had to high. be, right? like They couldn't get back two second-round picks or something for their freaking greatest Raptor ever.
2: Yeah. And especially considering like they're completely happy just keeping him. Yeah, Like, why not? Like the team is actually getting healthy, given they traded away one of their biggest contributors in Norman Powell. Uh, again, thank you, Toronto. Uh, but like this team can still they can still do things. They'll probably make the play in potentially uh they have some yeah, work to do so. in that regard
1: I well i mean it's a
2: we got to talk about chicago you know it's it's tough that's what i'm saying they have some yeah. work to do some teams got better in the east some teams got worse so we'll see what happens but toronto was always going to be comfortable keeping kyle lowry uh he is going to be a free agent after this season though i do feel like there's a there is a chance that they re-sign him sure he might want to go to a con- like like a contender uh a chance to get a ring like another ring i should say um in the sense that, I don't know, I thought that Toronto, you know, they, they still do have a chance to keep him. Like you said, he is the greatest Raptor of all time. So you never know. You never know. So I, I wasn't too shocked to see that there wasn't a Kyle Lowry deal done. I'm thankful there was not a Kyle Lowry deal done. I will say that.
1: Yeah, um, it was looking, honestly, the later it got, the more I thought it was going to be the the Lakers. Or nothing. I think the Lakers somehow got their way in. I do think, I mean, I'm seeing right now a lot of people clowning the Lakers because they apparent, like, allegedly didn't want to include Taylor Horton Tucker in a trade. I don't think that's true. I, I don't think the Raptors wanted the Lakers' offer, which just wasn't very good. I mean, if THT, who looks like an intriguing young player, is the centerpiece of your return for Kyle Lowry, I don't think that's good enough for Toronto. Toronto feels like they snagged two prospects of that caliber. Out of like undrafted free agency every damn year, they probably looked around and said, "We'll keep Lowry and we'll just sign a THT like guy or draft him 47th overall or whatever they're gonna do." So, I but it, I don't know why like the smoke just kept blowing toward LA, even if the trade didn't make sense. I really had bought into it for a little while, um, but it didn't happen. And I think the Lakers was the best trade destination for the Bucks just because. You know, you're not going to have to worry about it unless both teams make the finals. Really didn't want him to go to the East, but Lowry staying is the best case scenario by far. Toronto's currently 11th in the East. Obviously, they, you know, played great ball against the Bucs and really took advantage of Milwaukee at its worst stage of the year. But Toronto's going to have to scrap to get into the playoff, then through the play-in. It's just not as much of a concern right now as it would have been if you went to philly or miami who seem like the two most likely options
2: yeah philly and miami either one of those scenarios would have been very very scary for the bucks yeah. especially uh considering that those two teams really have a hole at the point guard position and just showing up their weaknesses with a player like kyle lowry would be devastating <laughs> for the bucks so thank you thank you again toronto made two trades that benefited the bucks today norm powell's gone and they didn't make or I guess yeah. one
1: trade, one non-trade. And then yeah. didn't trade Kyle I, out. At first, I thought you were trying to imply that Matt Thomas to Utah. Sure. You know what? Month. Sure. I sure. was like, well, how is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a that's also funny.
2: Like, the Raptors were clearing rosters. But like, Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas. Like, Terrence Davis, I get Matt Thomas, he seemed like
1: he was a decent player for the Raptors. Yeah, that one is a little that when I did when they did both of those moves because they they kind of had to do one because the the Norm Powell trade was two for one. They get um, Rodney Hood and Gary Trent Jr. back, and Gary Trent Jr. is going to be really good there. By the way, that was a good pickup for them. I would rather just have Gary Trent Jr. straight up personally, considering their ages, and I, I think the Norm Powell year. Uh, I think it's kind of fake, honestly. I think I don't I don't think he's this player. I don't think he's gonna be this player long term. I think Gary Trent Jr. is very um enticing. And people keep responding to that, saying, well, Portland couldn't have afforded to keep Gary Trent and you know, because he's entering restricted free agency. Norman Powell's entering unrestricted free agency. He's probably gonna be more expensive. So I, I don't like that trade for the Blazers at all. But I digress. That's I think that's enough talk about these moves. But yeah, it it seemed like both trading two of those guys away for basically nothing to open up two roster spots. But I guess Toronto just wants to have a chance at a buyout player or something.
2: Or maybe like they thought they had a deal that was going to get done
1: or Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe they were even at the point where they were like, let's be ready just in case. Cause I think the Matt Thomas trade happened first. And then yes. I don't think the org is very high on Terrence Davis anymore and they shouldn't no. be. Um, so I know Raptors. Fans Good job are Toronto. Thrilled about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, smh sacramento as always but anyway let's go to the moves that did happen i think the easiest way to do this is to go top from bottom in the east and just talk about the moves each team made because i do think miami probably improves the most but since they're not in that top tier i think we get to them later so first is the 76ers and they're Only move, I believe, was getting George Hill, right? Am I wrong? Yes. I think that's all they did, the one trade.
2: Yes, they acquired our good friend uh, George Hill from the Oklahoma City Thunder in a three-team trade with the New York Knicks. The Knicks trade Ignis Brazdykus to Philadelphia. New York trades Austin Rivers to Oklahoma City. Philadelphia trades uh, Terrence Ferguson to the Knicks. And Philadelphia trades uh, Tony Bradley. twenty. 25 second round pick and a 2026 second round pick to oklahoma city and as of course i said george hill comes to the sixers so i mentioned earlier that the 76ers they had a need at the point guard position they were intrigued with kyle lowry as we mentioned earlier the price might have been a little too high i think it was reported that it was tyrese Maxey plus some picks plus some salary like danny green and that too that's that's a lot so they went with a cheaper option and george hill who, who's good. He is good. He's a good player. He was good for the Bucks. I don't know if they really, really upgraded their team.
1: I mean, I just – George Hill is good. He's a solid player. I just don't think he's a needle mover. I, he's obviously going to be extra motivated against Milwaukee. Uh, he's made that clear. Uh, so that part's not ideal. I do think we're probably due for a revenge game. If these two teams match up in the playoffs. He'll have to shoot the ball for that tie. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he's not as spry as he was in his early time with the Bucs. And that, that was not that long ago. Um, yeah, it's it's a nice move for them. It was certainly a position of need, but it's just not the same as getting a Kyle Lowry. I think right now I think the Nets are still probably, at least on pure talent, my number one. If they can all get healthy, which is a huge if for them. And that also applies to Philly. That's those two teams really have serious concerns with just getting and staying healthy. Um, but I, I thought Philly really had a chance, in my opinion, to put themselves at least at Brooklyn's level, but like with a deeper team and and Um, and just, I mean, they've been so good all regular season and there's not really the fit concerns personally. I don't think think they've, they've gelled really well this year. I thought they could at least put themselves at that level of talent or maybe even above it. If they had somehow Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, like having that third guy or upgrading, I guess, from Tobias to that third guy. I don't think they could have kept Tobias. Maybe they could have. Maybe they could have actually. I'm not I sure. I think
2: they could have kept Tobias in that deal.
1: If you have all four guys, then that's a really obviously a stacked team. Tobias is the fourth guy. I feel like is really his ultimate destiny. It's just hard to do given how much he makes. Um, but I think they really could have upgraded themselves in a, a meaningful way. I don't think any of the top three teams did that, which was good for the Bucks because they, they made their move. I think it was a good move. It was kind of an eye to the future to get off Augustine for next year. But I don't think that was a huge upgrade. I think it unlocked some more possibilities for them. I'd say that's about the same as the George Hill trade. So these two teams inching closer in my book to Brooklyn. So I think now they're all sort of within striking distance in the playoffs. For sure. I even think the P.J. Tucker trade was a more impactful trade than the George Hill trade. I think you could
2: argue that. I think you can definitely argue that. I think it's true, (laughs) especially because George Hill does not give the Sixers any more sort of skills that they didn't already have what is he going to do for them? He's going to be able to shoot open threes. He, like that's, that's what they have Seth Curry for. I, I he's, mean, he's Seth just in... wasn't shooting though,
1: which I, I, I think them getting George Hill to fix that problem is exactly like if
2: their problem is like people not shooting the ball, let's go get George Hill. Who's proven that he will not shoot the ball even when he's open, who knows? Maybe his mindset changes. Like you said, uh, he could have like an extra fire against the bucks, uh, potentially for good reason. Um, and who knows? He could change. We talked, I went on a monologue last episode about how people could change for some reason. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's completely possible for George Hill to be a great piece for the Sixers team. I still think he is a very good player and he will help this team. I just don't think it's a massive upgrade that Philly really needed.
1: Yeah, interesting to note after leading the league with the Bucks last year, his three-point percentage this year, about 38%, which is actually it's like within two one hundredths of his career three point percentage. So I I would guess probably going to be a lot closer to 38 than 46 for Hill going forward. And yeah, just not, not very many attempts in either season uh, per game or per 36 minutes. So yeah, I think Philly improves a little bit marginally. um, But I don't, here's a question. I guess there's a chance he closes games on the court, depending how Curry is going, maybe for defense he does. So in that, in that aspect only you could argue it's kind of on par with pj tucker i think both teams got a guy who might close games as the you know the fifth guy essentially but i'd say it's roughly similar yeah that's fair that's fair
2: getting another closer in there a potential closer i should say yeah exactly okay you swayed me
1: there we go so now we go obviously milwaukee i don't think we need to dive deep into the pj tucker trade um we talked about no move being made We'll, we'll have to do a separate episode at some point, probably just on buyout stuff. Maybe we just wait until they actually sign someone. So I feel like we just throw names out to the ether. Um, Austin Rivers might get bought out out of these in OKC. Okay, I don't think we've heard, we've heard Wayne Ellington will not be bought out. So that dream is dead. Um, we'll, we'll see, uh, what happens. Teague, Jeff Teague is being bought out. People are very, very upset. Some people at the idea of signing Jeff Teague you see what
2: of, he did to the Bucks.
1: I, I think I, I think I fell for it because I'm kind of for it, and people are like yelling at me, like he's so bad, like please don't. So I mean, to be fair, he has been
2: absolutely atrocious this season. Yeah. But the sample that we've seen him, he's been good. <laughs> and also, the,
1: the game right before the last Milwaukee game as well, he scored twenty some. He's got forty one points over his last two games. So at the very least. There's some potential for production there. His three point shooting is way percentage is way over inflated right now. It's going to drop. It's very low attempts, but, uh, we'll cover buyout stuff later. Um, so that's the Bucks. They don't make a trade today. They got PJ Tucker. If you haven't heard us on PJ Tucker, by all means, several episodes on the feed over the last week. That's a wild thing to say, but we record a lot. Um, you can go get our, our complete thoughts on that trade, but we still feel good about it. Suffice it to say the Nets do nothing.
2: Yeah, in fact, they potentially lose out on a target here because uh, uh, J.J. Redick was acquired by the Dallas Mavericks, right? Yes, weird trade. Yeah, so they get him for uh, – okay, where is this? J.J. Redick uh, and
1: Nicolo Melly for James Johnson, Wessel Wundu, who I always kind of liked. I was kind of surprised it didn't really work out with uh, the Mavs, but a uh, cash and a pick. So, yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, my initial thought on that trade, I think Melly stinks. I feel like people think Melly is good. I don't think Melly is any good. He
2: can shoot, but he can do literally nothing else, and the shooting varies. It's not good enough. Yeah,
1: his, <laughs> his percentage is not that good. It's, it's, not, it's not what you think it is. Um, He's Chris Copeland, um, but from, oh wow, a, yeah, what a throwback! Real, real Bucks fans know. Um, and also, I don't think Melly has gotten assaulted and stabbed, but that's true. Poor Chris Copeland. Yeah. Anyway, um, but what I said about this trade at first, like clearly the Mavs missed Seth Curry and they're trying to recreate that. JJ Redick has not been very good this year, um, but it also seems like he's packed it in.
2: He was ready to move on.
1: Yeah. So that my my whole take was like. I would much rather Dallas give something up to see if that's true than Brooklyn get to do it for free. Like, I really don't see Brooklyn's need. I mean, they have, um, uh, Joe Harris, who's like literally the best three point shooter in the league. I don't think they needed another specialist, but I guess it's insulting
2: the it, uh, Bobby Portis. tie.
1: That's true. Sorry. Sorry, Bobby. Um, still come on the podcast, but. It's all like if you like the Nets at this point, their whole strategy is like if we can add a guy for free and kick the tires, we're gonna do it. And it's not a bad plan. And plus, they're pulling in all sorts of fans of these random players who want them to win a ring uh, all together. So it's it's kind of a almost a fun team, they're like the island of washed toys. Plus, KD and Harden and Kyrie Irving. Um, but yeah, I was glad that Brooklyn lost out on that. That's a good call out.
2: Yeah, for sure. I especially think Dallas really needed the shooting because they they desperately need to replicate uh what Seth Curry brought to them.
1: <laughs> and so this real Terry just not getting it done yet.
2: Nope, not yet. Not yet. But <laughs> this is a good move for Dallas. They didn't really give up a whole lot, like you mentioned, like a second round pick, cash, Wessel, 1 dude, James Johnson. Um uh, I guess James Johnson not coming to the East and not wanting to fight anyone on the Bucks is a good call. Um <laughs> I don't. I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of things to connect. So that's my thing. That's fine.
1: Um, you know what's hilarious is who's currently fourth in the East. I didn't realize this when I it's, proposed we do it like this. It's the Miami Heat. No, it's not. Wait, wait, wait. No, okay, let me say this now. It's the Charlotte Hornets. Are they fourth? They're half a game ahead of Miami at twenty two and twenty one. Put some respect on scary Terry. 4chan parsons gordon hayward oh i mean gordon hayward goodness. and the unfortunately injured lamello ball and they made a big splash rohan they made a trade Brad they did make a tra- for cash yep <laughs> i don't think he's very good i think this is just like because lamello got hurt they got him um this is not this is the equivalent of signing a buyout guy it's literally the same idea
2: I think you could get a better player on the buyout.
1: Yeah, I think he's very bad, actually. Like I saw uh, uh, Andy Lou from Light Years was like rejoicing that they got Brad Wanamaker off the team and they don't have to watch him anymore. So that's why he was acquired for cash considerations. I think.
2: Yeah, uh, looks like the Warriors have some of that to give out. So why not?
0: Uh- <laughs> Just go to indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. it's
2: not a it's not a needle changer, needle mover, I should say, at all.
1: Uh I think they got
2: a- yeah,
1: go ahead. Pretty safe bet they probably don't hold on to home court without Lamelo, unfortunately. Um, I don't, do we know how long he's out for? Is it season?
2: It's potentially, he's going to get reevaluated yeah.
1: in four weeks, but oh, I it's hope probably if I hope they don't rush him back.
2: It's, it's going to be season, but uh, yeah. who knows?
1: Yeah. Um, but actually a, a good team. I think they're going to be, I think they could fight for home court next year, lower home court, but they could fight for home court. I like what they're building there. I think they're good. It sucks that LaMelo got hurt, but yeah, not I I don't think we need to dive much deeper than we have on Brad Wanamaker for cash.
2: Yeah, that's true. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Okay, let's move on to the Miami Heat, who probably made the biggest move at the trade deadline in yes. terms of uh, name. Uh, <laughs> it's an important so, distinction. Uh, they acquired uh, Victor Oladipo after around two years of flirting with each other. The They have been uh, united. Uh, they finally got together they finally met up after like a couple years of texting back and forth so now they're here let's see if they actually you know do something if they're all just talk or not
1: do you uh, think like in pat riley's phone it like the contact name was still like vic tinder because like it was that long ago and that's just how they <laughs> talked at first like do you think he updated it before now or do you think the contact is still like is it I still labeled by how they met
2: I think it's still labeled, and he's like, oh, shoot, do I have to change this? I've had to change this before Like
1: he accidentally (laughs) sees my phone, and it pops up, and it's awkward. We've all been there.
2: Yeah. So, Victor Oladipo on the Miami Heat for Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, and a draft swap?
1: Yeah. What a garbage—this is the end of the James Harden return, by the way, just to put things in perspective how badly that went for Houston.
2: They could have had Jared Allen or Karis Levert. But and, now they get... Uh,
1: and they could have had both of those players, I believe.
2: Yeah, yeah, both yeah. of them. Uh, <laughs> they got the pick, which they used to uh, move with P.J. Tucker in that trade for Jared Allen. Like, are you, are you serious? Like, thank you, by the yeah, way. But also, no like, what are you doing? <laughs> Tillman Fertitta has deserved these jokes, uh, evidently, <laughs>
1: throughout well, the years. you know, it's, uh, it's cheaper to uh, retain Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley than it is to uh, come to a new contract with Victor Oladipo, Rohan, so...
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh to be fair to Houston, I don't I hate doing this. It does not seem like there was a
1: market really materializing for oh, Victor no. they, they were kind of out of luck here. His price tag and it yeah, doesn't look the same at all since the injuries and his obviously Miami flirting. I think really there was no market outside of the Heat matching salary and probably throwing in a pick swap just to make the deal sound better on Twitter. I think there's a lot of that going around these days.
2: Yeah, the only other team I could see doing it is potentially the Knicks because they do have cap space to really absorb him. Yeah. Um, And, like, you know, there's a chance they could re-sign him. But I don't think...
1: Does he make too much to to fit into the Celtics exception? We'll get to them and what they did. I don't know if he did or not. He might have.
2: I think he... I don't know if he did or not. I don't believe he did. I think he would have fit in their trade exception.
1: Kind of interesting that didn't come up more, but I, I think they honestly did better. We'll see. Yeah, yeah.
2: We'll see. Uh, don't give them too much credit yet, Ty. <laughs> I, I never will. But yeah, so Victor Oladipo is a member of the Miami Heat now. Um, we'll see if he stays there long term after this offseason. I think it's a good pickup for them. I think they definitely got better. They definitely did get better. It, uh, it is beneficial for the Bucs uh, because Kelly Olynyk is no longer in conference. So they don't have to worry about him ripping someone's arm out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, true. Avery Bradley was a potential buyout target that we didn't really like, and he still might
1: get bought out. Who knows? I don't know if we've heard reporting on that.
2: I don't know if it saves uh, if it saves the Rockets even like a dollar. I'm sure they'll do it. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how to feel about this because we haven't really seen the Victor Oladipo that he's built his name on in about two years.
1: Yeah, I think it sounds better than it is, but it's still going to help them. I mean, I still think they got better. Avery Bradley wasn't a good fit. I actually do think they'll miss Olenek and especially like their team. Now there's some real spacing and concerns. And that's a part of the reason why I was worried about Lowry because he really helps them out there, but like they're going to have lineups that are Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. It's like not really much three-point shooting at all in that group. And I think part of the reason the bubble stuff worked is, like, Jimmy and Bam had a lot of spacing. And they really just don't anymore. And I feel like the Heat struggling to replace that. They they did make one other move. They did add Bielitsa to, I think, help with that a little bit and try to be their new Olenek. I actually think Olenek is better than Bielitsa. Like, I think they downgraded there. It cost them almost nothing, Mo Harkless and Chris Silva, who I also think is a UFC fighter. Um, but is he they not, do,
2: uh-huh. is he not a UFC fighter?
1: I think that's Anderson Silva. Ah, okay. But also James Johnson, who used to play on the heat is a UFC fighter. So a lot of UFC Miami heat connections. So basically their big additions are adding, uh, Bielitza and Oladipo. I do think they needed the spacing. I think Bielitza made sense, but I think both deals makes, like, it makes sense, right? You upgrade Bradley to Oladipo and then move in bielitza for, um, uh, Olenek just a lot of question marks on the roster i think this might have been true before the moves but like how players actually perform And this sounds stupid but like is harrow gonna become useful again is duncan robinson gonna break defenses again or is the book just out on him what's oladipo gonna look like is jimmy butler going to decide to be a three-point shooter again or not like i think internally there's such a huge wide range of outcomes with miami so they could be, I think, quite dangerous again in the playoffs. I think they could also be a disappointment for the rest of the year.
2: yeah, it's that's a great way to put it. They could be really good, or they could be the 15 16 Milwaukee bucks.
1: right Because uh, yes,
2: the spacing concerns are really what get me there. That's why I make that comparison. I, the last time I made this comparison was when uh was last year's sixers team. Uh, that was a good call, too. <laughs> Yeah, they they sort of flamed out. I'm going to make that comparison again. There's um, just there's the idea of the team is better than the team, right? Like, oh, we get we got prime Victor Oladipo, Jimmy Butler's going to be hitting every shot, Bam's going to have so much
1: spacing to work with. No.
2: <laughs> like, I ideally mean, that that would be the case, but I don't know if that's actually going to materialize.
1: I think it's really nice for them to have Spoelstra cuz I think he helps with a lot of the fit concerns, for sure. but Man, your best three players being Oladipo, Butler, and Adebayo, that is like some 2003 ass spacing. That's just going to be difficult for them to deal with, I think. But they they got a little bit better, but I don't think They they did. They did get better. I don't think they moved into that top tier in the East. I think there's a clear differentiation. I mean, it's like three teams who have been really good, and then the Hornets who are one game above 500, and then no other team is above 500. And I know the Heat have been much better of late, so maybe they're close to that top tier. I still think they're a little bit outside of it.
2: They've been they've been great ever since Jimmy Butler got back. It's wild how that works. They're uh, five and five in their last his... ten, though. That's not as good as I thought. Jimmy's been playing really well, though, and he's missed an odd game here and there but yeah, but lately like, as well.
1: Five and five over the last ten. They're on That's a four game losing streak. That's fair. That's fair.
2: Yeah. It's, They've been playing, they have been playing better than they did earlier
1: in this season. Yeah. Though. That's very, that's, that's very true. I think the middle class of the East is just god awful this year.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's not very good. Very disappointing. It's not good. We went from one, we had one
1: good year of the Eastern Conference die. One. Yeah. But it's, think, it's, ba- it's really bad again. <laughs> I think next year it's going to be a different story. I really do. Um, we'll get there. I, I'm excited to talk about the Bulls. That's the first time that's been true. I know, In right? like a decade. Um, <laughs> yeah the okay well, who's, Knicks, who's next did the Knicks, the Knicks. do anything
2: yes yeah, so they were part of the 76ers oh yeah yeah, yeah uh so, so they, they just go, got and, austin rivers out of there they got uh
1: is that it they must have done something right and they also sent iggy away who, who did they get
2: uh that's what i'm trying to figure out i don't think they got anyone
1: how does that so they they literally just like punted two players away yeah well, i need to google this i can't comprehend this trade right now no, I'm reading the transaction. <laughs> that's what happened. Oh, that's how. Oh, that's wait, see, no, on the... no, they got they got Terrence Ferguson. Oh, okay. See, it's I was reading on uh, like a CBS report or something, and it said he was going to OKC. They must have gotten something. Okay, yeah. So they did. They did nothing. Yep. Ferguson's sort of interesting. I, he's, I don't. He's I don't, fine. I he he as much there. he's an athlete. Yeah.
2: Sure. Why not? Why not take a flyer for them? It's a good move for the Knicks. Less exciting um, Diallo. Less. Yeah, exciting and Diallo's Diallo. not even exciting
1: anymore. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's tough out here.
2: I mean, it's either that or buy out Austin Rivers for nothing. Bresdikis is bad.
1: I'm surprised they didn't get one of the two first round picks a little bit, but I guess they didn't really contribute anything to the trade, so. Nope.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. So Nick's, Nick's not really moving any needles. No. Um,
1: okay. Who's,
2: who's next in the standings? The Hawks are next. So the Hawks made one of the weirdest trades of the day. It wasn't are weird they, for them. Uh, I think it is. <laughs> Actually, no. Yeah. Maybe. So they acquire Lou Will from the Los Angeles Clippers, along with two second round picks and cash for Rondo. <laughs> when I saw this trade reported, I was like, what, what, is, what on earth is happening here? Did I just, did I get got? Like, is this a fake account that <laughs> I'm looking at here? Like, why Why does this trade make sense? Like, I get the Clippers because they need a point guard and playoff Rondo is still a thing. Like, he was very, very good in the bubble for the Lakers, helped them win a title and give it, he's been really disappointing in the regular season for the Hawks so far but like i said playoff rondo is a completely different beast i don't understand why they need another shooting guard though atlanta I don't.
1: I don't understand they don't need another shooting guard uh rondo like scoring half as much this year shooting way worse and this is comparing the regular season rondo so like the guy the lakers fans hated and wanted to get rid of was playing like considerably better than the guy the, the Hawks fans now hated and want to get rid of. We'll see about the playoffs. Um, I At first, when I saw that the trade leaked, I said, you know, this could work out. Like We we laughed at this last year, and he showed up in the playoffs, like you said. But when I saw that it was for Lou Williams, who I kind of like. I, again, not a position of need for Atlanta. You're certainly on something there. But also a pick and cash. Two for, picks. Two picks and cash for Ray John Rondo. Two second-round picks. I just think that's terrible for the Clippers. And I I just, I don't know, man. I can't sell myself on playoff Rondo being the answer. I think he might be part of the problem come playoff time. Something's off with that team. Something's off with that team. I don't think Rondo's the answer. I mean, it's not a huge deal. They didn't actually give up that much. They don't care about second round picks. Ballmer certainly doesn't care about cash. Um, But I don't think it's going to help them. But I think you're actually right. It is even for Atlanta, a weird trade. Like they just wanted to get rid of Rondo, clearly. And I think was he did he have money next year too? Do they get off next year money with this? I don't know, but I, I can thought, check really he, thought he signed a two year deal, so I, I think that could be part of it. I believe Lou Will is expiring. Um, I could be wrong. I'll, I'll look up Lou's contract, but um, I, I guess that could be the motivation as well. But, yep, it's
2: a two year deal. Yeah, and can, Oh
1: my goodness. Seven and a half mil? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So Atlanta was just like, sure, we'll get rid of him. We'll take expiring Lou Will. I do wonder if there's going to be some sort of... I really thought Atlanta had another trade coming just because their roster makes absolutely zero sense right now. and There's just so much like guys who can only play two or two and three. I just don't think it it makes any NBA sense. I, I wonder. I think Lou Will is expecting to show up and play there. Maybe they just try and play him at the one. I don't know how well that works out, but... I think he is originally from Atlanta, obviously a big fan of some of the local establishments in Atlanta, Lemon Pepper Lou. Yeah, big food, big Atlanta foodie. Um, So it's cool for him he gets to play there. But I I think the Hawks just saw it as like, let's get off this Rondo contract. Oh, we can get something for this? Okay. The Clippers, I think, were just a little bit too desperate. But we'll see if it works out.
2: Yeah, Lou Will is uh, not getting bought out, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. So so far, let's let's see how so it works. Far. Let's see if they have minutes for him.
2: Well, yeah, I I don't know. I think he I think he'll enjoy playing in Atlanta. We'll see. Like you said, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. He's he'll probably enjoy gonna sign the post games. Yep. Yep. Okay. So uh, <laughs> who's who's next in the standings? Because I clearly have no idea.
1: We get to the Boston Celtics. Okay. In the east. A fun one to talk about. I believe. Oh no, two trades here.
2: Yes. So but. the biggest trade was acquiring uh, Luke Cornette from the uh, from the Chicago Bulls <laughs> in exchange for uh, uh, Daniel Tice. In that trade, also Chandler Hutchinson and Daniel Gafford are going to Washington. Troy Brown Jr. is going to Chicago, and uh, Mo Wagner is also going to Boston. It's cursed. Cursed. So. Daniel Tice misses a wide open three to win the game, potentially for the Celtics, and then immediately gets traded.
1: He's out of any there.
2: age, ladies and gentlemen. Cold hearted, man. <laughs> okay, but in all seriousness, the biggest trade of the day uh, was uh, the Celtics acquiring Evan Fournier from the Orlando Magic for two second round picks and the aforementioned Jeff Teague. So basically, this is how Boston uses the largest trade exception in NBA history that they created as part of the Gordon Hayward sign-in trade with Charlotte in the offseason. So Evan Fournier was their biggest move. They were rumored to be in the running for Aaron Gordon, who eventually went to Denver in the trade, but they get Fournier.
1: Sure. Yeah, sure. yeah. it's one of those where I would have been a little concerned if like a Philly or Brooklyn team got him for essentially nothing. I think that's, again, that's just like, you could argue this. I think it's not. You could argue this is the best move any Eastern team made just because, again, the price was a point guard that they all hate and two second-round picks, which is essentially nothing. For a 19-point-per-game player having a fine season in Evan Fournier, it'll be interesting to see if they can get him to re-sign. It looks a little worse if he doesn't, but it's such a by low move. They're not—I don't think they're crying about it. If he doesn't, he tweeted Celtics fans to Google his last name, which is a disgusting disease. Early indications he doesn't want to resign because he's trying to like expose these people to horror. So uh, kind of an interesting.
2: He has fun there. with it. He has fun with it. I'll say he, that he seems
1: like a fun guy. This, Have is, you seen his, this his isn't old the tweets?
2: first. No, I haven't. But this he, isn't the first time he's
1: uh, told people to Google him. He seems like a goofball. Uh, I kind of yeah. like him. I hate him now that he's a Celtic, but I kind of yeah. liked him before. Um, but I, we, I had talked previously. Yeah,
2: I had talked previously about I would like Milwaukee to yeah. sniff around see if they can get Evan Fournier, especially considering the asking price was not not that much at all. Uh, I think Orlando kind of blew it after
1: they made one pretty nice trade. Yeah,
2: that's fair. Uh, Milwaukee did not also have the financial capability that Boston had in this situation. No, not uh, anymore. so. It, Bucks fans, if you're saying, like, oh, why couldn't the Bucks do this? That's why, because Boston had the largest trade exception in NBA history, they could do this. But uh, Milwaukee did not. So they could not do this trade uh, as it was currently constructed. But yeah, I just, I feel like we saw in this game against the Celtics, the Bucks Celtics game on what day is it today? Thursday. So Wednesday. Yeah. Right. I, I know days. And they um, do another one
1: tomorrow for some reason. Do they? Yeah. I thought it was against the Bulls. No, they have two in a row oh, against Boston. They do. Yeah, I think oh, it was both yeah. okay. Saturday.
2: Yeah, you're right. Well, oh, that'll, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. But But yeah, so we saw the Celtics team that did not have really any creators or like guys to create shots for them on offense. That was sort of their problem that's been their problem all season realistically because Kemba's just washed into the ether at this point given he's Okay, that's that's a little harsh. He's not that bad, but, but he's 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 just dropped a tier. He's he, no longer he's not Kemba Walker anymore. No. Yeah, it's sad,
1: but no. Yeah, Evan Fournier doesn't really help that. <laughs> I mean, I think they're they're excited. I talked to Andrew Doxy about this a little bit. One of the few good Celtics follows, and like he thinks that the need for a real center is overblown. Like they have Time Lord. I don't know why, if this guy is so good, he wasn't starting and, and Tice was still starting. I don't think Tice is particularly good, but it looks like Williams, aka Time Lord, will be able to start now. So maybe that helps them a little bit. I guess, I mean, their bench has been pretty depleted. We saw this in the Milwaukee game, right? I mean, like Semi-Ojolay is somehow still playing minutes there. It's not great. Like, it's not a guy who you want in that kind of a role. Like you want him in like the 11th guy role and he's got to be a real rotational player. So they can slot a lot of guys back one now, which I think is good. I do think it's still so weird to me that their best four or five players are all very small. Like their lineup of their best five, puts i guess you can say smart at center or tatum at center and like smart is like scrappy and gritty and it kind of makes up for it but i feel like they will get e- bullied by drew holiday though yeah you will i think that's easier to get if you're backed about. up 12 feet <laughs> i love drew holiday man um but yeah like they're they're when i say they're best five like kemba smart now fournier jalen brown and jason tatum i just think they're imbalanced like I, the Jalen Brown for Miles Turner trade probably wouldn't have been worth it for them with how Brown has looked, but Turner's look pretty good too. I don't know. It probably wouldn't Jaylen, have been Jalen's on another level though. Yeah, I think I think that's true. Um, but I still think Love they're, just a, Love they're, me some they're just a weirdly balanced team. And I think like all of Kemba, Smart, Fournier, and then the two forwards being their two best players, I just don't like the way they're distributed. I don't think it's conducive to winning a lot. I think they got better, but I don't think they got, it's like Miami. They didn't get better enough to crack that top tier. They didn't fix the holes with their team. Yeah, they fixed one of them, right? Like backup or reserve wing player. Maybe it like, yeah. starts. I don't know. But yeah,
2: who knows what the Celtics are going to do at this point, honestly. It's uh, weird. But what I was trying to say is like they didn't fix their team is that their biggest holes that prevent them from really reaching that upper echelon, right? Yeah. So, like you were saying, this is a weirdly balanced team. That's why they've been struggling all season. That's why they're eighth in the East. And how many games behind uh, below 500? I, I know words. Uh, I think
1: two or one,
2: two. I think two games below two. 500. So yeah, this is uh, that's the Boston Celtics at this point. Given they've dealt with a lot of injuries, COVID protocols. Tristan Thompson has not worked out for them at all on a buyout. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be a big player for them. Uh, Me too. He literally is a big player for them, but not in terms of production on the court. And he's out due to COVID protocols uh, as of now. So yeah, the they have Luke Cornett now for some reason. Uh oh yeah. <laughs>
1: he,
2: he he plays in the NBA.
1: I um, hate that they got Wagner because now they're yeah, full teams, like, guys who I hate to be that. that might like,
2: that might be the most negative
1: move in relation to the Bucks is the Celtics getting Mo Wagner. I'm praying that he does not like make it to the team by the game tomorrow.
2: I'm oh, guessing yeah, for he will,
1: sure. but I'm praying he doesn't.
2: Yeah. Because uh, if you're unaware, Giannis and Wagner, they have some history. They have not a, great. The, yeah, Giannis headbutted him and got suspended. <laughs> he got suspended, right?
0: Uh,
1: yeah, or did he just got ejected? Maybe he, I, I think he did could. get suspended. I think he did get su- That was the bubble, right? I think he did get suspended for that.
2: Yeah, so uh, those two have some history. They have some history. One of them is way better than the other in terms of actual play and has to result. Hot take
1: Rohan at it again.
2: I know. Just like DJ Augustine is not Giannis. Uh, <laughs> this is my comparison. Mo Wagner is not as good as Giannis. Uh, <laughs> flame me on Twitter for that if you want. Get him. Uh,
1: Arcadi Jr. Go get him. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, the Celtics The Celtics did get better. I like the comparison to the Miami Heat move. I think the Heat potentially got better more than the Celtics did. Like They upgraded more because Oladipo does We've been trashing him, but he does have the potential to be a much better player, given that Evan Fournier has a history of just absolutely being atrocious come postseason
1: time. That's going to be interesting to see if that holds up or not. He's on a better team now, at least with more scoring threats. So I've argued earlier this week he might turn that narrative around, but it has been like very consistent. So we'll see there.
2: Yeah, especially... like. It, it's just difficult it's difficult uh especially with uh him being on the celtics now and they're gonna not maybe rely on him as much so like you were saying he potentially has the uh avenue to change that narrative around but we'll just have to wait and see because uh it's he it's gonna matter come playoff time not right now
1: correct okay Kay. next team the indiana pacers I did absolutely nothing nothing right yeah no no just, no wait no they waived Jalen lequeux oh yeah they waived Jalen lequeux to open up a buyout shams put in a nice agent favor in the tweet i think he's like something like he's going to be sought after or something like who, no, yeah, no one knows young, who is.
2: i know who he is because i get his bronze card too much in 2k oh, there but you go. <laughs> uh also breaking news for the pacers tj warren has been ruled out for the remainder of the season
1: oh that's a bummer for them um yeah yeah, I, I so, yeah, think they didn't they didn't really do anything. Uh no, I I thought the brogdon Sabonis stuff was complete and total BS or at the most like they had some sort of a conversation, but it was like you'd have to give us a whole lot to get Brogdon. and I can't see them trading Sabonis. I feel like that's their guy right now, but um not surprised they are what they are. I think it wouldn't shock me if they were better for the second half of the season, but I think they're just in that morass of middle tier team
2: i think they're definitely going to get better because karis is playing out of his mind ever since he came back and he's just getting better and better he hit daggers on wednesday night for the pacers it's just it's beautiful to see on a human level just karis lavert thriving always going to be a karis lavert fan keep going keep going young fellow
1: do you know there's only one team outside of the top four that have a plus 500 record in their last 10 games in the east there's one team? Yes, outside of the Bucks, Sixers, Nets, and Hornets. Is it
2: the is – is this a segue? No. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, <laughs> is, is it the Pacers? It's the 8-2 Atlanta Hawks. Oh, shoot. I knew that. No other team in the East is above 500. No, I, I do I, – I agree with you. I feel like Indiana's had a little upswell. Like, again, we talked about the heat, like this, the Pacers – None of these teams have actually been that good recently. It's just kind of kind of weird. It's like the whole, I think they're all at roughly the same level and they just keep dropping games to each other and better teams. Um, next up is the most fun one to talk about and probably the last one we'll spend a lot of time with just because we've covered most of the rest of the moves already because they were made with other teams that we already talked about. But the Chicago Bulls, Ooh. I didn't think Chicago was going to get audacious on deadline day. They really did. And I am in love with the moves the Chicago Bulls made. I felt like they had the least inspiring young core. I just was like, I don't really trust any of these guys are going to be like an all-star type player. Like I, 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 not including Levine, of course, who's already there. But like the the young guys, like Kobe White's showing flashes. I'm out on marketing. Wendell Carter, I just feel like. Like, if he's so close, why right? When is he actually going to get there and become a plus player? And we hadn't really seen I think it he'll there.
2: still be good. I think he'll be good. We'll see.
1: What is he? Is he three now? There's time. Yeah. There's time. There's time. It's, I'd like to see more by now. But the magic, go ahead and flip the aforementioned Wendell Carter Jr. for Nikola Vucevic. Let me pull up the whole trade. So um, it's
2: uh it's uh, yeah. Alfaru and Nikola Vucevic going to Chicago for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter and a top 4 protected 2021 first round pick and a 2023 unprotected
1: first round pick. It's a nice trade for both sides I think.
2: I think yeah, I think that's a solid win-win trade. Like you were saying Chicago's un, uh their young core was very not not great. <laughs> so rather than just keep going with that core or just keep rebuilding and rebuilding. They went out and got an all-star yeah, in uh, Vucevic, who's been really, really good. I clowned him earlier this season when we were doing our all-star selection, and he has proven me completely wrong. Completely wrong. He's such a good player for Orlando, who's been struggling to do anything, especially considering he was their only good player realistically this season, uh, who was yeah. playing real minutes, I should say. Yeah, um,
1: Fournier, I guess, but yeah.
2: But yeah. Him going to Chicago as a pick-and-roll partner with Zach Levine is going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And he matches up realistically with their timeline with Levine so they can now build around two All-Stars. So they
1: have more All-Stars than the Bucks. (laughs) Yeah, there's like four teams, I think, in the East now that do. Um, Fun, annoying trivia. But, yeah, I love it for them because I think the popular narrative with the Bulls from, like, the armchair GM population was like what can they get for Levine to speed up this rebuild and like they took a step back and said why is Levine the guy we want to move Levine already rocks he's not that old he's not desperately trying to get out and we are currently in 10th in the east three games outside of fourth in the east so like this is a move they could legit push for home court this season like it's not out of the realm of possibility at all And to add another all-star, I believe under contract for a few more years, right? Vucevic re-upped recently, I think. So, like, they now have Levine Vucevic together for a while. I think So,
2: yeah, Nikola Vucevic is under contract for the next two seasons after this one. He will hit unrestricted free agency following the 2022-2023 season.
1: I think – I actually – I like it better for them than I do for Orlando. Getting the two picks is nice. They probably both convey – Well, the second one obviously does. I think the first one will too. It's very highly protected. But I really like this for Chicago. Levine is this year and another year, by the way. Um, So two playoff runs, you get locked in, Levine and Vucevic, which are they going to win a title? No, I don't think so. But it is a nice core to kind of get you to that second level. And we've seen like, look at the Raptors blueprint. I think everybody should try and build off the Raptors blueprint if you don't luck into a player like Giannis, which is like, if you can get to being a consistently good team who drafts well and like can put these periphery players around, when someone does become available, you can snag them and put them in your ecosystem and then go and make a run like Toronto did. And I think most and of the time then have them leave anyway. Most of the time you do that, I think you have a pretty good chance of them staying. It didn't work out for Toronto. I had to. I had to. Of course. <laughs> and they wouldn't they wouldn't trade 2019 for anything, as they'll tell you every single time you say anything on twitter.com. But Really good trade for the Bulls. I think this is going to be huge for Levine and Vucevic, who, as you mentioned with Vuce, these have both kind of been like they've been forced to be the guy night in, night out, and they have gotten some all-star recognition. But it's so much easier if the weight on your shoulders is a little lighter. And I think for both of these guys, it's going to be a flashbulb moment like, oh my God, it's so nice to play with another player of my caliber. I haven't done this on this organization ever I think that's true for both guys. Uh, maybe Levine had so no, they traded Butler for Levine. So yeah, they were never yep. very good um, with him on the team. I think I think they're going to be really good. I think finally we're going to have fun Bucks Bulls games again, which is kind of fun in itself.
2: Yeah, I'm actually excited for the matchups now. Like this is this is weird. Me rooting like, hey, good job, go Bulls. But it's it's fun. It's fun to see Milwaukee have some rivals in the Central Division. Right? Yeah. Because the Pacers aren't great. The the Bulls have not been good at all. The Pistons are the Pistons. I couldn't who's the other team in the division? I have no Cavs. idea. I, Cavs, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. The Cavs are not great. Uh so yeah, it'll be fun. The border battles
1: are back, Ty. Here we go. Uh yeah, I'm excited to play them this weekend. Hopefully everyone's ready to go by then. Um and they had they they got Tice too, right? Is that yes, correct? Yes, they I got Tyson and Tice. Troy
2: Brown Jr.
1: Yeah, I actually kind of like that. I, I yep. found that the initial report on that trade of like the least consequential trade with four players of all time. Troy Brown Jr. is kind of intriguing. I, I think they win that. Um, and I don't think they gave up anything too, uh, too costly. So, really like what the Bulls are doing. Currently, five games below 500. I don't know if this qualifies as a hot take, but I'm saying it. They're going to finish the year above 500 firmly in the Eastern playoff race. I think outside of play in territory. So I think they end up a top sixth seed. This could come back to bite me. There's some good teams who have underperformed above them. I think they're going to be really good. And I think they're just going to be fun, right? Like there's going to be energy there. They haven't had in a while. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a good ride for Billy Donovan and the bulls. That's their coach now, right? For sure. Yes. Yes. Billy Donovan.
2: Uh, Another interesting part of this trade is uh, Otto Porter going to the Orlando Magic in this R- trade,
1: right? Report is no buyout yet. Yet.
2: Yeah. Yet.
1: Fingers crossed that
2: he gets there and hates it. Because there's a chance that if he does get bought out, he could come out to a team like Milwaukee, who's a contender. We've so gushed nice. about him. It'd be it'd be fantastic to have Otto Porter as like a minimum guy on the Bucks. It'd be incredible. Please buy him out, of Orlando. John Hammond, do us a favor. Come on. <laughs>
1: Less useful now that they have PJ, but certainly you'd take him, right? Like the the expectations I have for buyout players is so low. That'd be an awesome get. Um,
2: Yeah. He'd be Uh, the best by far.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, clearly. Pretty, very, very clearly, in in my opinion. Uh, Not even close. The Raptors, I think we already covered all their moves. Terrence Davis to Sacramento, Matt Thomas to Utah, and the Norm Powell deal. That way they get Gary Trent and Rodney Hood, so we're good there. Next up is Cleveland buying out Andre Drummond we don't have any word on where he's going yet right
2: hopefully no, the, uh, yeah the interested parties reportedly are the Lakers and the Knicks the Lakers because he would immediately be the starting center on that team and be a great contributor for that team i think he would be he would be fantastic especially another player who can do something when lebron and ad are out but especially when those two come back He'd be a great pick and roll partner with LeBron. He can eat some minutes at center when AD doesn't want to play center as always. Yeah, and uh, the Knicks are interested because those two those two teams have been linked for some reason forever, and I think it's purely because of the Knicks' cap space. In that he, the Knicks are the only team right now after Andre Drummond gets bought out that can offer him a multi year deal for like fifteen mil.
1: I hope they don't do that, man. They have two way better centers right now. But I guess I guess I do hope they do it because get him. I, I don't want him to go to Brooklyn. Apparently, they're not even an option anymore, but I don't think he's going to have a huge impact either way. Um, the only other thing the Cavs do is trade JaVale to the Nuggets for Isaiah Hartenstein and two future second-round picks. The Nuggets also made another big move, the last of the Orlando Magic big moves, in getting Aaron Gordon. After I clown them, For not doing anything, the Nuggets finally make a big trade. Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, and a 2025 top five for three years protected first round pick, which you have to assume will convey. Overall, though, I didn't feel like they had to give up a ton for Gary Harris, and I liked getting JaVale. I actually think JaVale is a very good backup center. He's nice for uh, the Nuggets, who kind of needed that after losing Mason Plumlee because the Pistons just went insane and, and paid him way too much money. Um, but I like the Denver's moves. I think that they got better. It's nice that I think it's great for the Bucks for a team like Denver to get better, like make it a bloodbath to get out of the West. So if the Bucks do play someone in the finals, they'll they'll have a harder path to get there. Unless it's Denver, then it kind of sucks. But Aaron Gordon and um, uh, just a JaVale McGee to Denver for not a lot. Denver did not have to give up a lot here.
2: No, Gary Harris has not been great for like running on 2-3 years now. Yeah. Uh, sad, but yeah. At least he got. Paid. R- RJ Hampton, good prospect. Yeah, uh, question, Mark. Originally a Bucks pick. Remember that? Yes. That was fun. He wore a, he wore a Bucks hat on draft night, I think, right? There
1: was Didn't uh he- there was a question like is he going to end up on the team because like the trades are getting nullified, remember? Oh yeah. There was, that was a legit question for a second. There was a, a like five people on Bucks Twitter were like Oh, do we get RJ Hampton? Thank God. And then no,
2: no, 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 he is. He's now I was about to say he's a nugget. Nope. He's on the magic. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's not really an earth shaking move in terms of anything in the East, I guess, uh, JaVale, uh, I had mentioned as a potential bio candidate for Milwaukee
1: and earlier uh, we floated DJ Wilson in a second for JaVale. They end up getting two seconds. So good for a Cleveland there, I guess.
2: Yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland, uh, handled their assets well, as I think Justin Rowan put out on Twitter in that situation, Yeah, because you didn't really – Javel wasn't like a big piece for this team that I clearly is operating on a different level. Andre Drummond getting bought out, sure. Um, but yeah, uh, they get Hartenstein, who I have no idea is actually a, a, an actual player or not.
1: He might be. He's just a big guy who moves around. Yeah, he's, like, uh, he's like what people think uh, Zubats is yeah 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 that's that's the outdated zubats take that's a great call
2: <laughs> i i just pulled that reference just for, i don't know whatever that's
1: good. That's uh, good. people but, do things zubats is good but yeah i, I know yeah zubats saying. is yeah, good he's that's worth, what I'm yeah <laughs> yeah i like that
2: aaron gordon i don't know if he really moves the needle for them that much Nikaias duncan to Nikaias has always put out on twitter that he's the big wing now to throw out uh against like a lebron a Kawhi, a pg just someone to put out there against they did because need
1: that i think
2: they did because gary harris was the guy you would do that with but he's not really contributing on the offensive end as much his shooting has plummeted like i had mentioned earlier yeah it's really fallen off a cliff in that regard even his defense has slipped a little bit so aaron gordon is a massive upgrade in that regard
1: i also think it's a great place for him because i think aaron gordon's problem is he wants to be lebron and he's just not good at those things and you know Zach Lowe's thing has always been like if he played like Draymond he'd be great. I don't think he's gonna play like Draymond there, but he's just not gonna be on the ball a ton. So I think he's a very good cutter is what I'm what I've heard from some Magic folks. And like that's pretty much all you do on the Nuggets starting five because you're rotating around uh, Jokic and Murray mainly Jokic. So I do think if the if he fits in, if he fits in and doesn't fit out, I think Gordon could be pretty helpful there. Um, I think they needed a big wing defender. I've always been told. He would be an all-defensive-level guy regarded near Ben Simmons if he played on a good team. We shall see. We shall see, man. He's going to have a chance. You know, you're know, you going to have to probably go through LeBron and Kawhi to get through that conference. Good luck, Aaron Gordon. Uh, uh, the new LeBron stopper has arrived. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see. Listen, I'm glad we get to see. I'm glad both the Aaron Gordon believers and the Aaron Gordon doubters Get to find out one way or another what the deal is. Like this is. I think I think I've been leaning Aaron Gordon doubter. I'm definitely an Aaron Gordon doubter. Because like,
2: I don't know. This is this is a weird take, but what what does he do?
1: Yeah, I think it's like.
2: What could you like tell me what he does in an offensive role?
1: I, he wants to handle the ball.
2: Okay, He's cool. Not that <laughs> good at it exactly, kind of like- it and
1: he can sort of get to the rim. Yeah, like he you, you can dunk. Yes. I, I, I'm interested to see who has a better rest of the year between him and Jeremy Grant. I think there's. Uh, I think it's Jeremy Grant. I, I'm interested. I, I think Gordon's probably better defensively, and that might just matter more for them because. For sure. For sure. Like it's Jokic's show. They're going to have a great offense almost no matter what. So it's all going to depend on how he fits with that offense and if he can operate and he doesn't like demand the ball. I it, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how Aaron Gordon handles it. Um But that's the Cavs. That's all they really did was lose two centers and get Hartenstein, like whatever. The Wizards, it was just the one trade, right? The That turned into yep. a three team with the Bulls and Celtics.
2: Yes, yeah, so they acquired Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. They traded Mo Wagner to Boston and uh, Troy Brown Jr. to the Bulls. So
1: sure, it's fine. Yeah, I think they got worse. I think Troy Brown Jr. probably the best guy in that trade, but they never really let him do anything. I don't yep. have strong feelings yeah. about Hutchinson or, no. or Gafford. I think I don't, Gafford, I don't.
2: I don't really have any feelings about this trade.
1: <laughs> I think Hutchinson honest. is like the most replaceable wing player ever, and I think Gafford is that for big guys. If I'm right. I'm pretty sure is that is Gafford uh, a big guy? And Hutchinson a wing? I'm almost positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. So Wizards do basically nothing. It may probably get worse. I would assume, but it doesn't matter because they're we're we're now down to the absolute pit of sadness in the East. Like the Cavs do nothing. Basically sell. I don't understand the Wizards trade. I, they just wanted to move some pieces around, I guess. The Magic we already covered. Absolute fire sale. They are only two and a half games ahead of the Pistons right now, and they are trying to close the gap, folks. They are really trying to close the gap. Their whole roster is like long guys who don't play and questionable point guards, so not usually a great recipe for success. And then the very last team, the Detroit Pistons, all they do is trade DeLon Wright for Corey Joseph and second round picks. I thought this was worse for Detroit Initially, I didn't realize Corey Joe's only partially guaranteed contract for the next year. It really just, it's it's uh, Troy Weaver getting a couple more draft picks. Really a negligible impact, but as we mentioned earlier, they're not buying out Wayne Ellington. That's really the bigger Bucks news with the Pistons, yeah. but not a lot happening here.
2: Yeah, I think uh, if anything, it took DeLon right off the board in terms yeah. of Milwaukee. Uh, potentially, they could have made this trade. This is one trade I think the Bucs could have made. Because it was just two second round picks plus just salary filler, so.
0: But
1: they—they they could have done a little too much, though. Does he? Yeah, nine million dollars. Oh, am I an idiot? I might just be an idiot. You might be. There. It's easy to get like him and. Oh, him it was pre-DJ Wilson. Up. Yeah, DJ Wilson. DJ Wilson. You could have packaged yeah. DJ and the DJs would have worked here, and you could have been yeah. in a similar spot. Um, but yeah, no, they, they weren't really able to do this anymore without trading a core piece. You're certainly not trading Brook Lopez for Delon Wright. Nobody else makes enough. So they, the Bucks just, my take on their deadline is if the asking price for Ellington was more than like Karuk's in one second round pick and not the Rockets one, and nobody wanted Karuk's, which I'm guessing that was most of John Horst's day The week really is like, hello, would you like Karuk's? <laughs> I'll give you one of our future seconds that the NBA hasn't taken yet. No. Okay. Goodbye um i don't think there was anything out there i'm fine with them sitting out you kind of alluded to the idea with this trade but i don't think anything really happened where i was like the bucks should have gotten in there nobody who was moved i think they would have been able to get in people are saying fournier we already debunked it they just didn't have the salary capability nobody else moved that i was like for that price i would have gotten that guy like norm powell you're not getting him for Brooke Lopez if Gary Trent Jr. is on the table. Also, I don't think the Raptors want to trade with the Bucs. Also, I don't think I really want to do that. But that's the last thing of those. I don't think they were getting in on that. I don't think they had many options.
2: No, they really didn't. There was no real massive opportunities for the Bucs like you just mentioned. It was,
1: yeah, they, they I, made the big move. I guess Matt Thomas. But again, I don't think the Raptors probably cared to send him to the East. Yeah, and also, like, why? Yeah, you have Brent Ford. I mean, honestly, you have Sam Merrill. I mean, Sam yeah, Merrill looked like, good what's in the last the, game. What's the
2: point? Yeah. Like, sure, I guess, like, why not? It's like a here's Matt Thomas sort of thing taken. Uh, but like you said, I don't think the Raptors are doing that with Milwaukee. Unless yeah.
1: Masai is getting ready for his next team. And that would uh, be, like, the – yeah, it's a good call. I think that would be these lowest impact possible thing to be pissed off about. I don't care that they didn't get Matt Thomas. I I would actually, I would prefer them to not, I think. So we get more chances at Merrill like we did in the, the first Celtics. Game. I mean, Matt so,
2: Thomas is better than Sam Merrill. <laughs> like,
1: he probably is, but it's different things. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Uh, I, I, it I, doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It, it
2: who, who cares? Exactly. Yeah, it, <laughs> it does matter. not matter
1: whatsoever. This was a quiet trade deadline for Milwaukee. Well, They made the big move. They made one of the biggest. Deadline day. Deadline day. Biggest few days. But yeah, deadline day. They they did nothing, which is pretty expected.
2: Yeah. And I don't think the rest of the East really got exponentially better in terms of moving up to the tier with Milwaukee. Philadelphia, they got a little better. Miami got a little better. Boston got a little better. But they didn't really upgrade where they lacked the most. Yeah. So it's fine. The Bucs upgraded where they lacked the most these these teams did not
1: yeah i i agree i i think i don't think this changes the outlook of the, the the important part for the bucks of the outlook of the playoff picture i think the bottom part is radically altered but it's just not in a way Milwaukee needs to worry about i think they were able before this to take care of business with any team below that top 3 i think that's yeah. still the case and i don't think anybody in that top 3 put substantial distance and i also don't think that will happen through buyouts like i think Brooklyn will add some pieces. Milwaukee will. The other teams doesn't seem to me like Otto Porter, probably the exception. I don't think that happens. And if he comes to the Bucks, then great. But I don't think at this point, I think we're locked into what it is. So it's going to be a fun ride to the playoffs, seeing Milwaukee, Philly and Brooklyn. And if any of these other teams can prove us wrong and sneak up, I don't think so. But we'll see.
2: Miami is probably the best shot.
1: Miami. Yeah. I'd say Miami is the best shot, but, um, I think getting that first seed is all the more important because I think probably get some more stratification in the playoff tiers as we go through the rest of the season. Whoever's in eighth might end up being bad or maybe the Celtics hang around and they're better than a typical eighth seed. Who knows? So they're still going to be bad. The eighth seed. Maybe they, (laughs) it's going to be the play, the play in games in the East are going to be fun. In the West, they're going to be terrible. In the East, they're going to be fun. For sure. We're back.
2: We we're back. Like I mentioned, we had one good year in the East. We're back. <laughs> I'm yes. just glad the Bucks are in that top tier. We had, we've had uh, we've had our fun being in the bottom, but now we're at the top. The only last bit of news that's really a thing is uh, Lamarcus Aldridge has oh, been bought yeah. out by the Spurs, uh, and it's uh, reported that the Miami Heat are current front runners to sign him, but nothing official has been made yet. And uh, I think it was Shams who tweeted that, um, yeah. I have it pulled up. The Miami Heat are a strong candidate to sign the former All-Star as a free agent per sources with Portland, among others in mix.
1: Portland would be great to not even worry about him at all, but I look at it, it's like the boogie thing I've been talking about. He's not closing games, I think, for anybody anymore. Defensively, it's not there. He's not the offensive player he used to be. It's like every other move Miami made. It it helps. It's not a game changer. I think LaMarcus is not going to swing anything no matter where he goes.
2: Yeah, the only player who could really swing something is potentially Andre Drummond
1: um, and, and Porter if that became a thing. But yeah, Porter, actually yeah, for actually sure. bought out Drummond. I think is probably the closest, but hopefully yeah. Knicks or Lakers would be just fine with me.
2: Yeah, Austin Rivers is potentially going to be bought out by this uh, Thunder. Every Bucks fan is already already assuming that he's going to be on the team uh he has not been bought out yet by the thunder (laughs) and he has made no indication that he is signing with the milwaukee bucks so what is the saying don't count your chickens before they hatch is that what it's is that the thing yeah yeah so do do that don't do that Don't go chasing
1: rivers only waterfalls oh
2: there we go there we go (laughs) but yeah um is there, did, did we miss anything? I feel like this is a very comprehensive breakdown of what happened. I
1: think it was. I mean, we didn't, I mean, the Warriors made a very inconsequential trade.
2: It involved a trade that neither of us had, a player heard that of neither of us place. had ever heard of.
1: Yeah. I think that might have been the only trade we haven't actually talked about. The Warriors sent Marquise Chris, who's out for the year, to the Spurs for Cody Lalane. Katie, who, is it Katie? It's C A D Y. Oh, it's CVS. Get get it together. It's Or maybe Spot Cody? Trek is wrong. I, Katie's does sound right. I'm not sure. Not a real player. I think the Warriors. He doesn't just, have a picture. <laughs> the Warriors. All they did was trim luxury tax spending today. That's that's all they did. Um, and I think that's literally the only deal we haven't talked about. That might have been the only West-West trade made. I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. The East was busy this year, man. So yeah, that's that's everything. Doesn't affect. I, oh, I, the Clippers trade Cobb and Jalee to the Kings for cash to open up a roster spot. It, nothing else matters. That was actually, I think, a couple days ago, wasn't it?
2: That was, uh, yeah, that was the 22nd, so whatever day that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. I know days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, no, we covered it all. The East probably not changing that much, but at least the the middle tier, probably will be fun to see how that shakes out and, and the rest. Of, I think some of those first-round series will be kind of fun, actually. So I guess that that's a nice takeaway. Yeah, but-
2: for sure. Chicago's going to be good. It's going to be fun. I think the Bucks probably made the best move out of all the East teams. Yeah. Well, outside of the East contenders,
1: like yeah, the t- out of the top three, I think I think they did. Um, I would say Boston. I think made the overall best. I think the Depot thing, even though we're low on him for how little Miami gave up, is pretty good too.
2: That's good. But yeah.
1: Those teams. I mean, the, the thing is, those teams could make those trades because they didn't have rosters that were good enough to be well in the regular season, and they had salary slots they could give up because their players just weren't performing to the same degree across the roster. That's that's the the give and take of, of being a good team. So kind of is what it is
2: for sure. We'll see how the buyout market shakes out. We'll probably have an episode talking about that very soon when, you know, players actually get bought out and stuff like that happens. There's rumors, there's rumblings. Maybe there's a
1: signing. Maybe, maybe if there's not a signing by then, and if there is, we'll talk about that, but maybe we can yell about buyout guys on, on Sunday on the locker room show.
2: For sure. For sure. If you're not following us on Locker Room, make sure to do so. We do live shows on there every Sunday. Buckstock Radio, everyone. Uh, We've had a busy week here. Uh, So I'll wrap this up and say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy the show, please leave a rating on Apple and subscribe on any podcast platform you listen to the show. Tell all of your friends and family about it. Check out all of the great content across the network, as always. Please be safe, everyone, and we will talk to you next time.